As the numbers keep going up, families are the ones who take the biggest hit. Inflation, a higher demand for electronics in the classroom. Parents are having to make choices. What can we afford and what can we not afford? We all know that inflation has been a big topic of concern across North America over the past year. Prices everywhere going up 10, 20, sometimes even 50% from last year. Superstores like Amazon and Target are raking in record profits, but who feels it the most? Families. Back to school spending is costing more this year. Shoes, supplies, and electronics like calculators for the classroom are all way up. Many families report needing to cut some things from their list and just make do. It seems like a small thing, but it has put a lot of pressure on families. Pressure. Christians know about pressure to conform, don't we? But by prayer, Christ frees us from it. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we wrap up a series today called Back to School, Back to Prayer. We've been talking about the importance of prayer, especially for parents and those with kids around them who are starting a new school year. Whether it's college, high school, or just the next grade, our kids need prayer. And it's important for all adults who are older to get into the habit of praying for the children around us as they eventually leave school and become adults themselves. Janet and I had a couple of prodigals for a season. And it hurts. It's hard. But we kept taking them to the Lord, begging Him to work in their hearts and to bring them home. And the Lord heard our prayers. One son is with the Lord now. And the younger son is now a minister of the gospel, a father of two of the best grandkids in the world, and our precious granddaughter-in-law. In a moment, we're going to think more about praying for our children. It's the number one prayer request we get here at Haven Today. Please pray the Lord saves my adult child. Or please pray the Lord brings my child back. So we're going to share some encouraging words, and we're going to meet up again with Melissa Kruger. She wrote that book, Five Things to Pray for Your Kids. And speaking of this book, we have a young mom in our office. Her name is Madison. And she heard about this book and picked up a copy for herself. And she says her mind was blown away. Madison didn't grow up as a Christian, and so this simple yet profound book has really helped her start praying for her sweet little boy, Jaden. Madison, welcome to Haven Today for the first time. Thank you. And your son's name is Braden. I don't think he's quite two yet, is he, Madison? No, he's only one. He's only one, but he's walking around. He's not talking like a two-year-old. I know that. So uh, tell me what you're getting out of this book. Just share that with us. Um, I like it because first, it's not a giant book. I don't really have a lot of time to be reading through chapters. It's short and a tool that I can use um, Mm. fast if I need to. But I like how she even started it, like saying that it, like having prayer in your family as you grow up makes it seem like just another language you know. And since I didn't have that, it was really like a foreign language. And learning a foreign language as an adult is hard. 
And so I didn't really know where to start. I'm the only person in my family that's a believer. So I it helps me not only to pray for my son, but also to like lead an example with my husband and my son. And it helps me to know like what areas to really pray about instead of just praying for like his safety and his health. I'd like to send you this short but sweet prayer guide, Five Things to Pray for Your Kids. It's a book filled with scripture and prayer prompts that'll help you every day pray for the children in your life. And it's easy to use over and over again. So for your gift to the ministry, I want to send you five things to pray for your kids. You can contact us after the program at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Watch the video we put up with Melissa Kruger. Check out the sample chapter we posted, or you can call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. And now let's listen to a song about our children running away.
That's Run to the Father, Matt Mayer, here on Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and a program called Back to School, Back to Prayer. Going home. Journey stories are very human, from ancient tales like Homer's Odyssey all the way to modern-day films like Tom Hanks' Castaway. These stories speak to each of us, and they draw us out of our longing for home. It's something we have felt in our bones since the very first family was exiled out of the Garden of Eden. We were made for the Lord, for paradise, and ever since the Garden, we've longed to go home. We all just want to go home, to be somewhere we belong, somewhere we're accepted. And it hurts when we see our children walk away from home, doesn't it? Not just when they move out. I'm talking about walking away from the faith. It really hurts. What can we do except pray for them? I spoke with Melissa Kruger about this, and here's what she told me. I think of that image of the persistent widow who kept knocking on the door to get mm-hmm. you know, the bread, and, mm-hmm. and, and God gives this wonderful, wonderful word saying, you know, she's asking for bread, and, and you know, don't you think I, as your father, am going to give you something better? And so I do think we have this beautiful call to be persistent. Um, we know when we are asking for the Lord to save our children, we are asking for a good thing. And I think we can keep knocking and knocking and knocking again and again and begging the Lord to save them. I mean, that will be um, the prayer I will. I prayed this morning and I will pray all my life is that he will keep them and that they would walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of mm. Jesus Christ. Mm. That he, mm. Yeah, because we're watching our kids and many kids go astray at 40 or at 50 or at 60. So, you know, I mean, the, the honest reality is what I'm praying for is that they would spend their life walking with Jesus and that he mm. would hold them fast. And I think we, we pray that if our kids are walking with him today, we're still should be on our knees praying with everything we have. And if they're not walking with the Lord, we should be on our knees praying with everything we have that he, he would draw them to himself. It hurts when our children walk away. We pray just like the father in the parable Jesus told. And of course, I'm talking about Luke 15 and the story of the prodigal sons. And yes, you heard me right. Sons, plural, both boys in this all too famous story were lost. Both were in need. They needed a proper homecoming, but only one ended up coming home. And before we get there, we need to understand what Dr. Luke was telling us in chapter 15. The entire chapter is full of the lost being found. It opens with, Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. To those of us familiar with the gospel story, this might not sound very spectacular. Of course, sinners and tax collectors were coming to Jesus. That's what the gospel is all about. But we need to take a step back and think about it from a different angle. Sinners is a big category, one that each of us falls into. But that word sinners didn't just refer to people who had sinned in their life, but to people living in sin. It may have been talking about people going to the synagogue or up to the temple, people who grew up learning their Hebrew scriptures, but eventually turned away. Sinners was a way to speak about a prodigal, and sinners was a very painful category. Some of us Maybe most of us know the pain. Some of us, probably many of us, know the pain of a prodigal. 
In my own family, we have had our prodigal sons, our prodigal daughter for a little while. The pain of watching them live their life in ways you know aren't good for them. The pain of watching them reject the faith they knew growing up. They can recall the prayers we've prayed to the Lord that he might bring them back. I was a prodigal myself, and I was raised a believer in a believing home. I was even born again, but at some point in my beginning adult life, I walked away. And it wasn't until later on that the Lord brought me back, just like he brought Jonah back. I was a sinner, but eventually found myself gathering around to hear Christ once more. But eventually found myself coming back, hearing those words of Jesus speaking to me once more. Sinners is a painful category. But tax collectors in Jesus' day, well, they were even worse. Tax collectors. In many cases, they were Jewish men who pledged allegiance to Rome, the occupying power in Israel at the time. They went around collecting taxes from their Jewish kinfolk. They were seen as traitors, not only to the nation of Israel, but to the Lord. They had defected. They were unworthy. Zacchaeus in Luke 19 was a tax collector and people hated him. But it is these two groups of people that we find coming to the Lord at the beginning of Luke 15, the tuning fork of the entire chapter. It is only the sinners and the tax collectors who came. The religious, the so-called righteous, oh, they stayed off at a distance to criticize, but they didn't come. Jesus told this parable about 100 sheep, 99 of which are exactly where they should have been. It is the one, the lost, the prodigal sheep that the shepherd went out to find. And he rejoiced when he found that one. Out of 10 silver coins, it is the one who was lost that a woman rejoiced over, not the nine that she had in her hand before. Well, those parables that Jesus shared on his way to the great parable of the prodigal sons, show us something about the heart of our Lord. He loves to find and save the lost. He rejoices when the lost return home, when sinners and tax collectors flocked to hear words of mercy and grace. The Lord rejoiced. He welcomed them home, even if it meant the religious would get upset. And to put an even stronger point on it, Jesus told this story, the story of the prodigal. I called it the parable of the prodigal sons because just like the opening lines of Luke 15, this story shows us two ways to be lost. There is the first way, the obvious way, rejecting the father, running away, spending one's life and inheritance on things that ultimately end in destruction, even desperation. The younger brother was a picture of outright rebellion. Rebellion that is so painful. But there's another way to be lost, a more subtle way, a religious way. The older brother. He followed all of his father's commands. He did his chores on time. He never spoke back. He was the perfect son except for one thing. He didn't do all this because he loved his father. He did it because he expected his father to pay him back one day. The older brother was living his life as a transaction. If I do my part, my dad will do his. And how many of us live like that? 
We imagine our Heavenly Father, morning by morning, with His hand out, asking us, What have you done for me lately? We imagine the Lord with a ledger sheet, keeping track of our good deeds, making notes of the bad. And we think if we work hard enough and just obey well enough or show enough devotion, He will reward us with heavenly blessings when the time comes. Isn't that why the older brother was so upset when his younger, rebellious brother finally came home? The older brother was angry. His younger brother didn't earn it. In fact, he had wasted his life, even his inheritance, only to return home and receive more? How is that fair? And it's here that we see the real difference between these two brothers. The younger brother left, but after he had squandered his inheritance and was reduced to eating slop with the pigs, he remembered his father. The love of his father followed him all the way to that point. He remembered, and that love drew him back home. That's how any of us come back to the Lord. We remember his love, a love that comes after us, and love that runs to us when it sees us from a distance. It is a love that dies for us and brings us home. The older brother had no concept of that. He didn't realize that the father already loved him, that everything the father owned already belonged to him. He was determined to earn what he received, and if we make that same choice, you and I will end our lives just as miserable as that older brother. When we hear and when we see sinners and tax collectors rejoicing in the generous love of the Father, rejoicing in the love of Christ who lived and died for them, we will be sour. Our only hope is to remember the love of our Heavenly Father. His love follows us, whether we rebel like the younger or we try to earn like the older. His love is what frees us and welcomes us into His joyful presence. We can't earn it, and we can't lose it. His love is set upon us if we are believers in Jesus Christ. So just like the sinners and the tax collectors, we have to come, and we pray for our children that they would come home, that they would return, to gather around Jesus, to hear words of life spoken by their Savior. We need to stop trying to earn our keep and rest in the reality that we have been already loved. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see.
Chris Tomlin, with that special bridge that he added to the most sung hymn in the English language, 250 years old this year, Amazing Grace, here on Haven Today, back to school, back to prayer. I'm so thankful we were able to have Melissa Kruger on the program all week, as well as the moms and dads who shared about the importance of praying for the kids in their lives, especially now that some have gone off to school once again. They've all reminded me to keep praying for my adult kids, as well as my grandkids. So let me throw out a challenge to you. Let's start praying for our kids. They really need it. And that's why Melissa Kruger put together this unique book that we have for your gift to the ministry, called Five Things to Pray for Your Kids. And to help you better understand what it's all about, I asked Melissa to share with us in under a minute what her book is all about. Well, Five Things to Pray for Your Kids is really just a book to help you pray. It's not a book so much on the topic of prayer, but it walks you through different passages of scripture and helps you pull out themes to pray for your child. It's tiny. It can go with you everywhere. And what I love about that is I can take it to the places in my day where I'm kind of sitting and waiting 
and I can just open it up and I can use it to help me pray scripture for my kids. And so that's what I love about it. And I use it myself and I hope it will encourage other people to just pray big scripture filled prayers for their kids. I want to send you five things to pray for your kids right now, written by Melissa Kruger for your gift to the ministry. Take a look at the sample chapter on our website. See for yourself how easy this book is to use. Watch the video. But when you're there, make your gift to haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or you can call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me as your weekend begins. Get in touch with us right now. Won't you come back again Monday when again together we'll share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. We live in frightening times in scary places, around scary people. At least that's how it feels, doesn't it? We don't know when the next war is going to break out, or if tragedy is going to strike our home or our neighborhood. It can be easy to succumb to fear. The Lord's words to Joshua are just as needed for us today. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Joshua had every reason to fear, Little Israel was trying to settle in a land with big, bad armies, but the Lord was near, and his nearness brings us freedom from fear. Perfect love, like Christ's for us, casts out fear. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.